you are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast. It's episode 199. We are one away from the big 200, and, well, it's going to be fucking great. We'll talk about that more towards the end of the show, but, oh, shit. Strap yes. in. We uh, we did something cool. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's, yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. As always, it's Jeremy. It's Tanner. What's up, bud? What's going on, man? Just, just having a good time. Enjoying, good time. enjoying the days. The quick to quick is it get dark as quick as it does out here for you guys? Like, is it five o'clock and it's dark? Yeah, I'm basically leaving work and it's like the sun setting. So it's fucking terrible. That's the worst part of this time of year, I think. But the best part is we are full swing in the hockey season. Um, you wouldn't know by the hot schedule this past week, but hey, lots of hockey going on, lots of cool shit going on, lots of scary stuff going on throughout the NHL, a lot of stupid shit going on throughout the NHL. We'll get to that in NHL talk. We have more NHL talk than if than hot stock, it feels like. And honestly, with the past few years of the Blackhawks, no news is great news. I am so happy that there's not much to talk about when it comes to this team. I mean, yeah, it was just two games. <laughs> two games. So, yeah, let's get right into it. Two games. Uh, first off, they played the LA Kings. That was last Thursday um, in the United Center. And this one, I did not watch. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a fine game. I think I was kind of like split paying attention. I I had the game on, but I don't know. It was okay. <laughs> was know, it... when you're when you're half paying attention, just kind of listening along to hear if there's any excitement in the voice of like Vosters, really, and then not much happening. But tough game. Like when I was paying attention, it was just a lot of back and forth. It. Looking at so looking at the stats, it it looks like LA was all over them. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Shots, oh yeah. Yeah, thirty three shots on goal for LA versus the Hawks. Nineteen faceoff percentage was sixty to forty in favor of the Kings. And you were mentioning it, they were talking about Jonathan Taves mm-hmm. struggling in the dot. He finished with a twenty four percent win percentage in the faceoff circle, which is not good. At all. Not very Jonathan Taze like. Yeah, at some point in the third period, they had mentioned that he had only won three faceoffs at the time, and he was like three for seventeen. And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, he had yeah. like a sixteen percent like at that time or something. It was just very weird. So yeah. weird. Yeah, very. You don't hear that much. Um, not a lot of penalties. Kings over two on the power play. Hawks over one. Uh, no goals in the first period. Second period, Hawks got on the board first. Uh, Jason Dickinson, uh, his fourth of the season from Jones and Ruse. And then L.A. ties it up about four minutes later. Uh, Blake Lazoto, Lazodi, God damn it. Mm, Lazat. <laughs> I'm trying. I am trying. That's great. I love it. I ties love it up. It. No goals in the third, then about a minute 31 into overtimes, the captain, Jonathan Taves, buries home the game winner for his seventh of the year. Don't call it a comeback on a career for Jonathan Taves. Yeah, and at the time, it was his uh, sixth point in a row, or six games in a row. I think it was points, or it might have been goals. Um, Pretty sure it was points, at least points. <laughs> could be just gold. Yeah, he's yeah. Feel, he's feeling this year. Uh, McCabe and Anthony or Anthony or however you want to say it. Anthony Asiao. Anthony Asiao, however. So, oh, oh. yeah, 
That's what I feel good because nobody knows how to say that one. I feel like it's, it's said it's different like, by everybody. It's like when Bufflin was first in Chicago and everybody's like, what? <laughs> Just call him Big Buff. Like, yeah, you can call him AA. Fine. Yeah. Um, that so, play was it was a good play though. Like McCabe, uh, just was able to corral the puck and drew the defender. It was kind of like a broken play in the three on three, and Taze just went back door and found him in a little tap in. And then it's a sudden done. Get out of the United Center. See you later. <laughs> and that snapped the four game losing streak too for the Hawks, I believe. Right? If I'm yes, moving correctly, getting my game straight. Um, so it was nice to get back in the win column for Chicago. Um, again, Soderbaum just playing yeah. amazing hockey. Um, this kid's gonna be gonna be good, and and I'm really getting excited to see that he probably is gonna be a huge part of the future for for the goaltending for this team for a while. Yeah, I mean it's hard to believe he's only 23 years old because he's playing super solid. I feel like last year when he was playing in the games. I mean, that team was clearly not clicking like they were t- this year, but mm-hmm. like it didn't seem like he was very confident, I guess. And now, like going into the games, I feel like he's making every save. And like the only ones that are going in are like kind of eh, like their tips or like rebounds and stuff like that. So it's the same. It's, I don't know how our goalie situation has worked out this year, where like a majority <laughs> of the games so far, have been great goaltending games and they've only gotten beaten on like those tips and like deflections and like, they're not getting beaten like one-on-one really just like on the shot itself. Right. Which is crazy to me. Cause I feel like even the best goalies in the league get, will get beat. Um, which kind of goes into like the next game where he did happen a little bit more where he was getting beat up on just like regular shots, but like throughout the four games he's played so far, I mean, Record doesn't reflect how well he's played because he's one two zero and one, but two seven seven goals against average, but a nine two four save percentage is pretty fucking good. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome! Yeah, and I like how you said it. Like his confidence seems to be there this year, and I think too, mm-hmm. it kind of goes with the whole you know theme with this team this year. Like expectations are low. There's no expectations. Literally, you win a game and you you're defying expectations this season, and I think that's helping a lot, especially for these young guys coming in, knowing that it's like, hey you can make mistakes. You can, you know, you can try a little bit extra and, you know, if it fails, it's like, Hey, it's a learning experience kind of thing. And I think that's key to probably for him. It's getting him to be nice and relaxed in the net, knowing that regardless what happens, it's, it's not the end of the world. It's not like he's expected to be a top guy in this league and and have to win every single game. And that's the big part that is just awesome for him. Yeah, I mean, and personally, I'd like for them to lose these games, but <laughs> right, they're yeah. playing so well, so that's also really good to see. Losses, like, it's in especially like we were saying too. They got outshot pretty hard, and they won this game solely because so Soderblom is playing so solid. Stole the game, <laughs> and it's kind of yeah. great to know that we have that. Like, that's one of that's our prospect, really. And we're so he wasn't even the guy that's supposed to be like the next one right like drew Camesso was like the guy that we drafted that's like that's gonna be our when we're hitting our stride back into like con- playoff contending like well i mean soda plum is already showing it like he, yeah he, like you said he was great Camesso now dude fuck it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying like he wasn't even supposed to be the next one and i think that also could be a thing too he might be taking it a little bit personally like like a little chip on his shoulder like hey 
this is my team. I'm 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 gonna take this this position, and you're not gonna overlook me. You're I'm gonna be in here. And for someone that was just that kind of a throw-in player just to be in the system, I mean, fuck, let's go. I think that's just another one of those things where he was playing overseas, undrafted player. I I swear to God, our Euro scouts are just awesome. incredible. They're yeah. so good. They're so fucking good. Uh, I love it. So, um, so going into the next game, hey, this was just first off, it was a very bad game in my opinion in general. Like it just felt like a a snooze fest. It it just didn't feel like. At least in the first period for the Jets, but overall, it just felt like the Hawks, with the afternoon start, it just, they couldn't get going. They, like, something, like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain what it looked like to me, but not good hockey. Um, first period, no goals against. Um, then the second period, the the floodgates open. Um, power play goal, shorthanded goal, power play goal. Special teams was just firing on all cylinders for the Winnipeg Jets. Then yeah. Then going into this third period, um, Soderblom actually did not return to the game. He left for with an injury, and I don't know if it was ever disclosed exactly what the injury. I don't think so was. because it's not like it's not something that would end up being like a long term. It was right. just something that he couldn't return to the game for, I guess. So with him out, the Hots went on to their was it fifth string goalie, fourth string goalie. It's it's really the fifth. Because Jackson Stauber is supposed to be the fourth, oh, but yeah, he got injured in the too. AHL during this time too. So, so the fifth string, Dylan Wells gets in the action for the first time, and kid looked pretty good. I yeah, mean, I mean, I don't know if he was a little shaky on the power play goal, but I mean, there's not really much that you could do about that. He just got beat high, but other than that, completely shut the door <laughs> for the whole period. It's just pretty funny, like. All right, come on in, buddy. It's very, I think they were mentioning it like Scott Foster-esque, and it was also Scott Foster came in against Winnipeg as well. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, that's kind of funny. And, I mean, the Hawks didn't end up scoring or anything like that. It's just kind of uh, felt like they couldn't really get anything going. It's very, it, it seemed similar vibe to like the Islanders, except for they didn't really get any last shots on the Islanders. It was just Hellebuck is also good. He's just oh, really yeah. good. They're having a good, a much better season this year too in Winnipeg rather than like the last like year or so. I don't really know what they did two years ago. I can't remember, but like surprising last year, last year wasn't really much. Yeah, a lot of people had this team finishing near the bottom of this division as well. Like not like completely the bottom, like towards the middle of the pack, like outside of the wild card spot looking in. But uh, the stats for this one: Hawks thirty shots on goal, Jets thirty-seven. Faceoff percentage was a little bit better. For the Hots, 52% to the 48. Dome took, it was his turn to have the, the really bad day in the draw. He finished with 27% uh, mm. off circle, and Taves had a nice little bounce back at 62%. Um, again, like we said, the special team special teams unit just absolutely shined for the Jets. Three for four on the power play. Hots were 0 for three, including letting up that shorthanded goal. Um. Yeah, Dylan Wells, probably star of the game for this one for the Hawks. You know, 12 for 13, 12 of 13, you know, in the save for a 923 save percentage. Yeah, because there's not really much else, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it for that game. Um, so I guess let's 
Do you have any more opinions on those two games? No, it's it's just five hundred hockey. So <laughs> lose some, lose some. Uh, so yeah, let's do uh, real quick. Let's do the three stars for uh, essentially the last week. So those last two games. Um, I'll start first star. I'm gonna give it to Dylan Dylan Wells for making his NHL debut and doing a great job. First star number one. Yeah, yeah number one. Uh, yeah. Well, or do you want uh, to move okay. down? No, you're huh? fine. That's great. Uh, I would say probably go with, I mean, Soderblom, too. Just go goalie and goalie. Only letting up one goal in the LA game and then three in the uh, Winnipeg game made a lot of a lot of saves. Yeah, I think what was it? All right, so four goals on like fifty something plus shots, like. Uh, so twenty four, yeah, twenty four and thirty three. Yeah, so fifty seven. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's great. Um, and then third star, just give to the captain for the game winning goal. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Why uh, not? So some news before we'll get to the preview of the week up ahead. Um, with all the goalie injury going on, it was kind of we were kind of curious, like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? Because there wasn't news on Soderblom coming out yet, but. Luckily, on the seventh, it was announced that Mrazek was coming off the IR, mm-hmm. so he is good to go. He will probably more than likely play tonight against LA again. Um, they put Stalock on the IR for still beating concussion protocol. That um, sucks, unfortunately for him. I really was enjoying watching him play, so hopefully he can recover, you know, a little bit quicker. Um, and then they sent down Dylan Wells to Rockford, which means Soderblom injury was just a minor thing that they probably just didn't want to push it, given the situation with the goaltending. So um, good news there. Uh, so coming up this week, like I said, L.A. Uh, tonight. Uh, the L.A. is currently 8-6-1. and one. little revenge game for the Kings. Um, see if they can bounce back on that. So since they played the Hawks, they've won two two games so doing a little bit better um after that on saturday you have the anaheim ducks who's currently four eight and one should be a game this the hawks win i mean it's going to be interesting i don't uh, want them to yeah don't want them to <laughs> but they probably will and it's in two with the la and anaheim game um hawks can have a little extra motivation because it's the father's trip uh, uh all the dads oh, the oh and they're going all the way out to cali That's yeah nice. So they got that going for them. So after the two road games, the Hawks come back home to Chicago. And on Monday, the uh, 14th, they take on the Carolina Hurricanes, who are 8-3-1, but are currently playing the uh, Florida Panthers. And then on Wednesday, we welcome the St. Louis Blues. We will talk a little bit about them in NHL talk, but they are currently 3-8. I mean, fuck it. They they are setting records this season right now. <laughs> they started they the have... season three and zero. Let me put it out that. Let me put yeah. that out. They started and the season since then, and since then they've set the record or franchise record, eight consecutive regulation losses. <laughs> oh man, that Ooh. that is just not good, huh? I love how's, it. <laughs> uh, how's Jordan Bennington going for you guys out there in St. Louis. Everybody in their like all the comments on like whenever there's a St. Louis post is like Bennington's like playing so well, the team's just doing shit. Like, I mean, 
our team's not supposed to be great. Our goalie's playing really well, and our team's not doing shit. <laughs> Let's see. Bennington's last five games. Edmonton, he, uh, well, not too bad. That's probably the first game that was decent. Uh, 25 Stats-wise. saves. Yeah, 25 saves on 27 shots. Then Montreal, 18 saves on 24 shots. LA Kings, 14 saves on 19 shots. New York Islanders, 25 saves on 29 shots. And then Boston, he didn't do too bad. 34 saves on 37 shots. Um, what's also noted here is back-to-back games of chirping the other bench and trying to start a fight with the opposing goalie. Yeah. I mean, I just want some someday. Like, I don't – I feel like maybe – players don't try to fight him because they're too busy laughing at him. <laughs> but at some point he's going to pull that shit on the wrong person, right? Like it's it's bound to happen. I mean <laughs> it's it, it's a joke. It's literally a joke. I feel like at this point everybody knows he's going to do it and they're just like let the kid cry. <laughs> yeah, I just one guy I he... want it. I would love to see it, but <sighs> I would start a GoFundMe for the fine that player gets for fucking knocking Bennington out. Like whatever fine he gets, I will start a GoFundMe and I will donate a thousand dollars my own money to that. Put your Please money where it. your mouth is. Yeah. So come on, uh, Dome on Wednesday. Let's do it. <laughs> so St. Louis is tied for last in the league with Columbus right now. And here's the thing too that I thought about this. We're all happy that St. Louis is doing bad. But what if this mm-hmm. keeps up and they end up winning the lottery and they get Bedard? I don't know. They'll probably want to leave. St. Louis sucks. <laughs> probably come up river. Come up Mississippi River. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. Last thing I got for hot stock here. A uh, little prospect update. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin Chorchinski is off to a hot start um, in Seattle in the WHL. Um, in 11 games this year, he's got two goals and 17 assists. I believe there's only one player with more assists than him in the WHL, Connor Bedard. Could be, yeah. <laughs> so he is doing pretty fantastic. It's getting – I'm super excited. It's like one of those things, too. It's like you're watching that. It's like clearly he probably needs to move up to the next level and not waste much more time in junior hockey. But at the same time, you don't want to rush him. Yeah, I mean, there's no need to rush it, you know. Well, yeah. who else is playing well? Let's see. Uh, Brett Sini, I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing in Rockford. He extended his point streak um, to seven games. He's got 12 points in those seven games, five goals, seven assists. Um, that's not really a prospect, though. That kid's 26 years old. Yeah, it's under the prospect. Page on, it's uh, not. <laughs> I'm reading it's just in the minors. Yeah. What's Lucas Reichel been up to? That's actually a good question. Let me look that up. He's got 11 points in nine games in the AHL right now. Five goals, six assists. He even uh, had a, he had a bad game too, and he even said like, he goes, yeah, I mean, this is why I'm here. He goes, I need to you know learn from these kind of like mistakes and, and situations and and get better at that so I can take that next step so i i don't i don't fully remember what the the details were like what happened why he he was talking like that but it's it's nice to see that he realizes that why he's 
in Rockford and that it's yeah. not just like a, a fuck you type of thing. It's like, hey, you got to get to this point of the, your game, improve too. You can't just rely on your points and, and your skill set like that. True. So. I mean, he's going to just dominate that league and that's completely fine with me because then he'll be comp- super ready when he makes it to the show. Let's see. Colton Doc has four points in four games in the WHL. I don't know if he's injured then because four points or four games seems like pretty low. I think um, he I think he hurt his he had a head injury again. Mm. I don't know if he came back from that. I don't remember how many games into the season that was. Though. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He did wasn't it in the preseason? So he got the using concussion protocol from the prospects game against Minnesota and then he played the last preseason game for the Hawks and then at some point in the in the either f- the first couple of games in back in juniors in the season he left the game early after getting hit in the head um mm. I haven't heard anything about that since if if that's the same thing or if he's missing something else hmm. um I hope everything's fine yeah let's see how's Camasso doing Messo's got three games played, an eight seven seven and a three six six. Save for goals against average. Trade him. We don't need him. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of him. Soderbaum scaring him. Go all go all in on Soderbaum now. <laughs> but yeah, you got anything else for Hot Sock? No, nah, I don't think so. That's that's about it. All right, so um, fuck. Where do you want to start with NHL? <laughs> Uh, Evander Kane almost lost a hand. <laughs> yeah. Almost lost his life. I mean, who knows how like serious it was? But with they were the, saying if you, if they, you haven't seen the video, there is the skate goes over the wrist, and then there's the pool of blood immediately. So it's not great. <laughs> yeah, they were saying too if he was on the other side of the rink, that it could have been a lot worse because how fast he was able to get to the bench to locker mm-hmm. for them to like put pressure and do whatever they need to do is what was the difference maker there. Like if he was just on that other side of the ice, it could have been a lot worse because it would take a while the trainers to get to him and for him to get to the locker room. Um, well, he, he ended up having successful surgery yes. and he's out three to four months, which seems like a very short time frame for something that seems almost life threatening. Yeah, it's like it's that doesn't seem like a lot, and then it also seems like it's too much. Like I don't know. Like you think about like surge. I don't know. You think about Clint, Clint Malarchuk had his throat cut and then came back the next day or next week. Actually, <laughs> he was out a week. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So there was there was that going on. Um, ah, this one is on the list, and I just I don't know if we want to tackle it yet, or do you want to? Feel good. Ryan stuff. Reynolds is going to buy All right. <laughs> the Ottawa Senators, since we recorded, there was rumors that the, the Ottawa Senators were going to be for sale. Um, it was confirmed that he, that the team is up for sale. Um, they put one requirement on it that the team must stay in Ottawa, which when I first heard that, I'm like, you're selling the team. Can you really, do you really have a say in that kind of stuff? If the person's going to spend the money for this team, shouldn't they have, have a say in that i mean even if they wanted to move the team they'd have to get permission from like the nhl wouldn't they right but it's just a team anywhere it's just it's just weird saying it's like yeah we're gonna sell you our team 
you know, you're going to pay us a shit ton of money, but you have to keep them here. Yeah. And it's like, there's a whole, there's a market problem there. And it's like, unless the new, like they have to get a stadium in, in downtown Ottawa, that's the problem. That's a huge problem. So maybe, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I didn't know that was an issue. (laughs) Yeah. That's the issue. It's like, they're like, they're out in Bufu. Like, Oh really? Yeah. So they're, I thought it was just because they're tucked right by like Montreal and Toronto. Like they're kind of screwed. The fan bases are too massive. But they're not, yeah. Their their location of the arena, it's not directly downtown. It's kind of like it's kind of like an Arizona situation where it was far away outside the city. Yes, yeah. It's so away from like a good airport. Exactly. So there's that, and then when that news broke, somebody tweeted Ryan Reynolds like, "Hey, you should come be the owner of our our franchise," and he tweeted out an emoji like a thinking emoji. And after that <laughs> happened, everybody's like, oh, Ryan Reynolds is interested in buying the Ottawa Senators. I'm like, we're really saying he's got serious interest in buying a team based on an emoji tweet? But yeah, that, why overreaction from yeah. an, an emoji? Yeah, why not? This is fucking 2022. But then he goes on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon the other night, and he asked him about it, and he said, yeah, he is really interested. He said it's a lot of money, though, and he basically is looking for a sugar mama or sugar daddy to mm-hmm. help him buy the team so and then the next night he shows up to the Ottawa Senators game and gets a standing <laughs> ovation from everybody in the crowd <laughs> like so, it's so funny to me either the this is good like I mean on paper that team is like primed to be like a good team where are they sitting oh they're not good right now though they're, <laughs> no, they're not doing good holy shit but, but here's the funny thing it's like either <clears throat> This is the greatest PR stunt in history of the NHL. Or Ryan Reynolds is going to make the is going to make hockey fun again and entertaining. Like, can you just imagine, like, what he's been doing with that football team from over in England with uh, Rob McElhaney from Always Sunny? Like, they're it's just he's turned that they turn that team around. They they're having a lot of fun with it. They're doing a documentary about it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I haven't paid like, attention to that. <laughs> bring bring that into the NHL. That would be that would be awesome. I think that would be great for the game, and it would really. You're talking about things you how to grow this sport. Bringing Ryan Reynolds as an owner will yeah. grow this sport. It'll be the Ottawa Senators, and they'll be sponsored by Mint Mobile and uh, Aviation Gin. <laughs> and and then they'll just change their logo to like Deadpool. Yeah, that was a cool. Uh, mock-up I saw somebody took the center's logo and took the face out and put Deadpool's face in it. Oh, so cool. Um, so silly. <laughs> silly stuff, too. Cooperalls. Yeah. Made their return yeah, to the ice. Yeah, but not for the whole game, which is it's so stupid. stupid. Yeah. Either commit or, like, shit or get off the pot. Let's go. Right? Like, is it against the rules or something? <laughs> like, I don't know. But it looks it looks so goofy, but it was so cool at the same time. I think it's just the nostalgia of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was part of the 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 Philadelphia Flyers reverse retro. Um, some of the reverse retros have already started being used in the league. Um, from the ones you remember, what hits and miss full setups. We've talked about jerseys, but like now we're finally seeing like how they look with the full equipment and all that, and that's a huge effect on this too. Um, from straight up memory, I yeah. think the I, uh, Vancouver ones I think were nice. 
I did like the setup of the the Jets. I just feel like the Jets logo, it would have looked cooler if it was like Tampa's. <laughs> yeah. Which is like weird. But Tampa's was hilarious. Like they did a video. Yeah, of seeing, did you see that video of the player seeing the jersey for the first time? Oh no. Dude, they're like, oh my God, this is so bad. It's good. And one guy's like, he's like, this huh? They're like, what do you think of it? Huh? Well, the fans wanted it, so I guess we'll, we'll stick with that. And, and they all thought that the 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 lightning on the on the sleeves were flames. They're like, "Why do you have flames on the sleeves? Were were the lightning?" And they're like, "Like, no, it's lightning." And they're like, "Oh no, that looks like flames. It looks like a, it's a bolt of lightning." <laughs> Let's stick to hockey, guys. Yeah, I'm meteorologists. Uh, my favorite, I think, was the Washington Capitals. I honestly um, don't really care for that jersey. <laughs> oh my god, it's so sick. And then like the. Was it was it Kemper's setup too? He went with oh, the I old, didn't see it. He went with like the Olaf Colzine. Oh, oh, Olaf Colzine. Yeah, his like his mask and his pads kind of stuff like inspired by it. It was so sick. Um, the worst one so far for me is Buffalo. With the yeah, all white. all white, it was just too much, too much white. Um, yeah, they, they, tossing the blue pants. Something the gloves look nice though. Yeah. I did like the gloves. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like the same thing with the with the sharks jerseys. Um, they're they're home teal. It's like you put black pants with that 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 uniform. It's oh. all, it's perfect. All teal. It's just it's too much. Yeah, they look like mm, I don't know, kind of weird, kind of weird out there with the whole one monotone like setup. Yeah, you got to break it up a little bit. Yeah. All Next right. Fashion advice from us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so no more beat around the bush. Uh, the last topic we have on our list here for NHL Talk is something I thought we were never going to have to talk about when it came to professional hockey again. Um, and, of course, Boston Bruins had to go and pull a Boston Bruins move and sign uh, Mitchell Miller to a entry-level deal. If you don't remember who Mitchell Miller is or you've been under a rock over the past five days or so, Mitchell Miller was the player who was drafted in the fourth round by the Arizona Coyotes, who the Coyotes then rescinded their rights to this player because of brutal, 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 brutal bullying allegations that came out against him um, and the way he tormented a kid back in like middle school and junior high. Um, so they rescinded his rights, essentially making him a free agent. And for some reason, the Boston Bruins thought it was a good idea to to sign him to a contract. Um, never. I mean, there's so much here with this. They never to- talked to the the victim's family uh, about any of this. They they never talked to Gary Batman. Yeah. Or the NHL. The the crazy thing about it too is like when you say like bullying, it's like, oh yeah, kids get bullied. But yeah, like this kid went to court for this. Yes. The kind of bullying that like was happening over years and years and years and was found guilty, like pled guilty to like basic almost like assault charges. <laughs> like yeah, it essentially was, yeah. So wild. And he was a court ordered apology, which I think he did. 
where i mean if it's a court ordered apology it's not like a real remorseful one it was just like the one that like you have to do because the court said so but then he was also supposed to like be a part of some like like anti-bullying organizations and stuff and i feel like i think it came out that like not all of the obligations that he had towards those were even fulfilled and it's just like you have had so many years since this happened and like the thing that's crazy to me is like you go online and all the people that are trying to defend this fucking kid because like oh like everybody did some fucked up shit when they were 14 it's like yeah okay but like if you were also tried in a court and pled guilty because of all the fucked up shit you did you would assume that at some point you probably apologize especially if I don't know, maybe like an NHL contract is on the line and all you have to do is like show some remorse and you fucking don't. And then a week before you're about to sign an NHL contract again, like you just go reach out through Instagram to say that you're apologizing and then specify it's not because of hockey when it's like, yeah, clearly it's because of fucking hockey, man. Like you're trying to cover some tracks in a really shitty way. It's like (laughs) the tracks you're trying to cover is like a 20 ton truck going through wet mud and you just start taking a brush and, and like just trying to cover the tracks with that. Like that's not fucking happening. Like, it's so stupid. It's it's brutal. And it's like, I don't know what, I don't even know who makes the decisions in Boston like that because like Cam Neely was saying like he wasn't consulted about this or he like, I I don't understand that. And then, they were saying that they did talk to the leadership group out there and none of them thought it was a good guy, a good idea. Like the first question they asked or the first reaction they had to, when they were told about it was why? Yeah. Like Foligno straight out said, like, no, we don't want this in our locker room. Like yeah. he's like, like, what does that say when like people who haven't even met you, you know, aren't even like, well, you know what? He was a kid. Let's give him a chance, kind of thing. They're just like, no, we don't. No, straight up, no. He's he's not a part of this. We we don't want him in this locker room. Like it's it's just it's bullshit that he's even getting the time of day, you know, getting his name back right. out there and all that kind of stuff. And a rare Batman win, saying that he's he's disqualified from the league. Like he is yeah. not allowed to play in this league until he goes through a process to reinstate himself and he doesn't know he's and he straight up said he goes i don't know if he will ever be qualified to play in the nhl yeah and then even like the ahl was just like oh we if you're not if you're not allowed to play in one league then you're not allowed to play in this league (laughs) it's just like yeah yeah, you can't even you can't even play the a like so he's probably gonna have to be russia yeah, welcome to KHL, where they will probably greet him like a like a savior over there, because they're <laughs> fucking scums too. Sorry. Oh, he's, Sorry. he's gonna end up being on uh, what is it, the Moscow team, the Putin team? Yeah, it's it, it's crazy that like Cam Neely came out with a statement saying like due to new information coming forth, it's like what new information? The backlash. Did you that, have, like yeah. that your whole organization has like gotten from like this signing it's like yeah that's some new information like i'm pretty sure you could have predicted that if you actually really looked into it um even their own fans were just like what the fuck are you doing i would have and i think it's funny because they were on a seven game winning streak as well and toronto wasn't playing too hot oh. and then toronto beat them 
And it's like, oh, distractions, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're doing too well. Let's fuck this up. <laughs> but no, it's, yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And I had something and then I forgot. Uh-huh. You're on a roll. What you're Sorry. Saying. No, you're good. I'd rather, I'm glad you got your point out there because you're you're on a roll there. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. What was I gonna say? Was it? I don't know. I don't. I just. It's just. It's just so brutal. And then the victim mm-hmm. released a statement today. I don't know if it was today or yesterday or on one of her. It but... was released through the Hockey Diversity Alliance. So like Akima Lou, like he had sent a statement to him, and then he released that on like Twitter. Yeah, and him just describing everything that he went through from middle school through junior high and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, I understand kids bully kids are stupid, you know, dumb kids do dumb shit when they're young and all that. But the stuff that he went through that what Mitch put him through since first grade, it says too, yeah, like this is up through high school. That's a fucking mental problem. Like yeah. this kid is fucking sick in the head to do the shit that he did to to someone else, and it's just yeah. I just honestly, I hope this is the last time we ever talk about this guy, and this is, I hope this is the last yeah. time we hear of, of his name involved anywhere near North American hockey. Yeah, you know, you're, you're gonna hear from fucking Russia or Europe and all that. No, kind of stuff, I mean, but... not gonna probably hear about it at all. Probably just gonna. There'll be one thing like oh, it'll be out there. Scumbag signs in Russia, kind of. It'll be like one oh, of the- yeah. Whenever, whenever like, he actually signs in the case. Yeah, but it's like I just hope it's a name that we will never hear associated with an NHL team, an AHL team, an ECHL team, uh, SPHL team, any of the fucking leagues over here. I just kid didn't, he didn't deserve it, the chance at with Arizona, and he definitely didn't deserve it with with Boston. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't see what other team would actually want this kind of a headache, even eight years from now. <laughs> like every thirty-one other NHL teams, HR and PR departments better be like sending a memo to their entire like you know leadership core of their teams and like listen, do not touch. That's what I want yeah. to talk about. The PR team in Boston probably had to been like, been like, oh, here's the statement. You know, we signed this player, and then all of a sudden the backlash, and they're just probably like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, God, they better get paid overtime for all the work they probably had to do on social media. There's, yeah, and, their social media team. Just holy like, what shit. did we do? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Some intern that's just responsibility to post the stuff on the weekend is just like, I'm just getting yelled at for like, just posting this. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, so shit's funny. Fuck I mean, that shit, man. Yeah, I hope that's the last of that. Bye, Mitch. Yeah. See so. you never. All right. Do you got anything else? I think that's all. It's a quick episode this week. Dude. Like, yeah, I mean, two uh, games, man. Not much. <laughs> and how much to talk about the Hawks? Oh, there's a couple guys like Slavkowski got suspended for two oh, yeah. games for hitting Matt Luff from behind. I mean, he's out kinda, 10 to 12 it, weeks. I, it, the, I mean, it's kind of just a stupid play, but I, he also just towers over that guy. So I don't know if he was really trying to like 
really throw him into the boards or if he was just get putting some weight into him because like he's much bigger than Matt Luff. Like at least in that like situation, he looked like way bigger. It was like then, copy paste the Josh Anderson though. Did I see that? That was the one that um Holtz on against against patches. Mm. Atcheretti, he got two games for spent suspended for that too. Mm. Oh. And the difference is the difference is Pacioretty got right up and one jumped the fuck jumped Anderson. Yeah, Luff is out ten to twelve weeks with a broken wrist and a broken nose. Oh shit! I didn't even see that. That's yeah, crazy. he had he had to have surgery on his wrist for all that kind of stuff. But it's like so wrist surgeries are in right now. Yeah, so <laughs> hot right now. Uh, <laughs> But there was a Reddit post I was seeing, and it's like, is this the fastest a player has ever been suspended in their career? Because that was like 10 games. Oh, maybe. Like, I can't think of a player that was suspended quicker. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the players that would probably tend to, like, get suspended probably don't play so early in, like, their career, I guess. I don't know. But, I um, mean, yeah, so Josh Anderson also 10 games. Uh, fuck. Two games. Or like the exact same hit, uh, thrill the krill or krill the thrill, krill the thrill, freeze off. Got to uh, find five thousand dollars for some reason thinking he can cross check Dowdy in the face and not. He really <laughs> just punched him with his stick in his hand. Like <laughs> it was so weird. Like, but yeah, fine for he, that. Your Dowdy gives a nice little wave as he gets off the ice. Kicks him. Out. He got kicked out of the game. Um, Roberto Luongo going into the Hall of Fame as That's... third ever goalie with a thousand plus games played, with just others being Martin Broder and Patty Wah. Yeah, that's on Monday. So, real quick, let's pull up the inductees. Um, let's see. Okay, it's the Sedin twins. Daniel Alfredson, Roberto Luongo. Um, those are the NHL ones. That's it? There's two other ones. Uh, female Finnish player, Rika Salanen. Okay, yeah. That's and, what I would say. And Herb Car- uh, Carnen- Carnegie. 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 Yeah. Herb. Uh, Herb, so I'm thinking <coughs> probably going for like <coughs> builders. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So that's on Monday. So that's crazy too. Like I, when I saw that set, I, I I knew Luongo played a lot. I did not think he was a thousand games. That's insane. Well, that's because I feel like we didn't. I didn't really pay attention to what he was playing when he first came into the league. When he was like with, oh uh, yeah, the Panthers, well, and when he was with. Uh, he's with the Islanders, right? Like, uh, let's see. Uh, all-time franchise wins leader for both the Canucks and the Panthers. That's pretty well, fucking. Crazy. Islander, yeah, Islanders. He played twenty-four games with in uh ninety-nine, two thousand, then two thousand, two thousand one. Florida Panthers was his first season. He was with them until through the twenty. 05-06 season. Then it was Vancouver until 2014. Back to the Panthers. Yep, at the deadline, he got traded to back to the Panthers, and then that's where he finished off. Even his last year, he still played 43 games. 
Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, that's it's, I, like, I didn't feel like he was that much in the spotlight until like it was those years when they were battling against the Hawks. But yeah, I mean, he was in the in the league for like fucking ten years before that. <laughs> he was a surprise to be inducted too, wasn't he? Oh, I don't think I doubt it. No, I wouldn't say so. He's fourth on the all-time wins list. That's true. He just doesn't have like the the awards. That's yeah, why he, he just has that. He's the Jennings that he shared with uh, Schneider in 2010, 2011. But it's also the Hockey Hall of Fame, and they take in consideration international play, and he's got yeah. gold medals and all that. He's also he had the C in Vancouver, technically. True. Yeah. So, I mean, good for him. I I hated him at the time, but I think he's great. <laughs> the second the second he left Vancouver, mm-hmm. I liked him. Yeah, it was just because he was on a Vancouver team, but. I think he's absolutely hilarious. He was so funny, and yeah. he, it's just a matter of time before I think he's a GM in the league because I think he's, like, being the GM of Team Canada for the World Juniors, I think, coming up. Or he was, like, something with the, with the Olympics. He was part of it. Like, he's learning the the ropes and all that. So, matter of time before he's back in the NHL there. But, um, yeah, congrats to all those guys. Uh, yeah. All right, I think that should do it. Episode 199. Um, yeah, next Thursday, episode 200. Um. Took a little bit to get here, uh, little hey. pauses here and there, but we got there. Hey, we got there. We're, we're we're getting time things worked out. Yeah, we're getting it better. Um, and trust me, you're not going to want to miss this episode. It's we have an interview, we have a guest. It was about 52 minutes with this guy. Probably could have gone another two hours. Yeah, right? I mean, it was. I think we said a total of 10 words, maybe the entire interview. Uh, not really. I mean, <laughs> to exaggerate, it's funny. There is a, a lot of um, live updates from <laughs> the Edmonton and Tampa game. <laughs> yeah, it is hilarious. We, the Vander Kane news got broken to us by our guest mid interview. <laughs> so you'll, you'll hear that in there. So um, yeah, make sure to subscribe to our uh youtube to watch it because it was a video interview he was on video for it um follow us spotify and apple Podcasts to listen to it and follow us on social media so you get the first preview next wednesday who it's going to be when we can do a little a little teaser for it um but before we go episode 199 what do you want to call it oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> i've i'm honestly been trying to think of something for the past two minutes um <laughs> Uh, Arvid Soder future. <laughs> He's the future of the Hawks in, the, in that. Soder future. All right. All right. So that's episode 199, uh, Arvid Soder future. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, subscribe to all of them. Five star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, social media at WCB Podcasts. Um, oh yeah, YouTube. Find us at WCB Podcast now on YouTube. That's our new channel for it. It's nice and easy to find it now. Um, yeah, other than that, we will see you next week. All right. Love boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>